Hello and welcome to the All Strong Podcast. This is just a quick note, but I'm trying out different recording methods because I've noticed differences in sound qualities depending on what I do. So forgive me if this is a little bit different from usual. Last week's episode was a little different as well. I'm just figuring out what works best. If you have any comments for me, don't be afraid to leave them uh, via any of my contact methods. Um, I'm just excited to kind of improve on this as we go along. But today's episode is another one coming from me. I know I haven't answered a massive amount of questions recently, but I'm keen to get through a different load of topics before I kind of move on to bringing in guests. I do have a couple of guests on the waiting list, I guess you would call it at the minute, and we'll get them on as soon as we can. But in the meantime, I'm covering topics like this one. If you would like to submit a question that will be answered on air, please do send it to me on Instagram. You can find me at ES Strength Coach. You can also find me under that on Facebook as well. You can send uh, questions via email at Ethan at allstrong.com. It's all hyphen strong.com. Uh, that's my website as well, which is where you can find information about my coaching services and different prices and things like that. You'll also be able to find 10% discount for Power Fitness Clothing. So head on over to that site as well if you want to get some money off gym wear. So for anyone who doesn't know me or anyone who's not familiar with me, I am a level four strength conditioning coach with a background in a number of different sports. But my passion with job lies in anatomy and physiology. The whole aim of this podcast is to try and share that passion with you and help you use it to try and grow your training and make it work better for you. I'll also try and keep things nice and brief as we go on as well. So hopefully these topics shouldn't be too long and you'll be able to stick this on in your car on your way home from the gym or work and make it home in time for dinner. If anything comes up in this episode that you'd like to chat about, please do not hesitate to get in touch at all. And if you'd like to answer me to answer any of your questions, send them to me as well. But today we are looking at the question, how do I keep on top of my recovery? This is something that I don't get asked as much as I would like to in training sessions with clients. So I thought I would put it out there as mostly for people who have worked with me, but for also for people who are getting into training and don't really know what recovery is or how to integrate it into a routine. But I have talked about recovery a lot on this podcast before, um, and I haven't really addressed it either. But as we have covered before, the body needs stress so that it can learn to adapt and grow. But even though it may sound obvious, how many times have you stopped to consider the fact that adaptation needs space and time to come about? Now, adaptation and supercompensation, which is the process we talked about before of overcoming stress, these things can only happen when no stress is actively acting on the body. So it shouldn't need much help, uh, or you shouldn't need much help, I guess, to guess um, that the best things happen when the body is, um, when it's at rest. Uh, but yeah, recovery is essential. And that's in all capital letters, essential in the largest capital letters you've ever seen. You cannot go without it. Um, so maybe you've been training every day for the last while now, but um and, and a lot of people can get away with that for a while. But I guarantee you, if you don't take time off to recover, or if you don't start prioritizing your recovery, you'll find yourself in a pretty tight spot soon enough. Um, either that really, or you'll, you're not training hard enough and you need to step up your game. Um, but to train, you need stress. But to let that stress have the desired effect, you have to recover. It's that simple. Um, so think about the last time you came home from holiday and returned to your job. Um, you felt pretty breezy on that first day back, right? You know, you spent some time away letting your body and your mind overcome the wear and tear of a year's worth of small problems, stresses, inconveniences. And, and now that you're back, you feel like you could probably handle them all again at once. It's the same when it comes to training. If you never took time off, then it'd be like never taking a holiday from work. And all of those little irritations and problems 
Um, they'd all mount up until you had to take leave forcibly for stress or something like that. But in the same vein, um, if you don't prioritize your recovery when you're training, you'll eventually have to step back by force. And that's not something you should ever want to do or hope to do. But what does recovery take the form of? Um, I hear you ask. <laughs> what does it mean to let the body bounce back? Generally, recovery should be the thing that's taking place between your training sessions. And in this day and age, that's a lot to ask for. But if we look at physical rest between sessions rather than psychological rest, then we're probably doing okay. You know, a lot of us are sitting a lot during the day. Um, and this does provide a pretty good form of rest for the body when it's not training. While unfortunately these days with work and stuff, it maybe isn't providing a rest for the mind. But that's it's not perfect, but it is pretty good. Um, the, the idea of rest uh, being anything that's not training also means that your days off um, are when you should be prioritizing recovery. Days off work, days off training, um, anything like that. And you should be absolutely 100% uncontestedly be taking rest days between sessions. Um, in my experience, the people who tend to take very few, if any, days off training are runners. Um, uh, oddly enough, runners are the same people whose bodies tend to be knotted, injured, and in the most pain or more often than anybody else. You know, I'm not sure it's maybe a running culture thing or a, like a hashtag running life thing, but it seems as if people who run are hell-bent on running themselves into worn-out nubs, and most of them do actually succeed in doing this, as, as I've seen. Um, but it's not to say that it's just runners who do this. Obviously, there are tons of other people who believe that if they take a day off training, they may as well never have started training in the first place. And it's not until you force them to take their first rest day that they actually realize that they may as, may as well have been taking, you know, a tenderizing hammer to their nervous systems. You know, yeah, and it's, it's, I'm not aiming this entirely at runners, but if you're a runner, make sure you are listening to this. Because every runner I've convinced to run less through the week has told me within five to seven days that they do feel better and more able to form it, perform at their best. But that goes for everybody. Um, anyone who's training too much or feels like they're training every day or just never out of the gym. But that's my first piece of advice for staying on top of recovery. Take rest days between sessions. It's really, really simple. Not just once a week either. If you're new to training, take more than one. And if you're consistent and have a lot of training to do during the week, maybe take weekends off or something like that. You know, you won't shrivel up and you won't lose your gains. You'll actually produce the right hormones needed to increase your gains and come back better than before. You know, training consistently without rest will result in unmanageable levels of what we call is a hormone called cortisol. Uh, being released throughout the body, meaning that eventually you'll start digesting muscle tissue to keep your energy levels up. So rest well and, you know, rest, rest often because you don't, you don't need to be hard at it every day. Um, if you've got a lot going on and you're taking a break or taking one big rest day a week, but you're not feeling less tired or less sore, then take two days. If that doesn't work, take three. You do need it. You absolutely need it. The extra training that you're doing in those days when you could be resting is a detriment to you and you're actually making yourself worse rather than better. You know, Generally though, if you are new to what you're doing, you're new to your training style, you're new to your sport, then take th taking three days per week of training um, with rest day between each one will allow you, it will be enough to help you keep progressing and recovering manageably. Um, it gets a bit more complicated later on, but you'll, you'll kind of learn what you need as you go. But every now and then, we do need to strip things back altogether and let the body recover from the cumulative effects of long-term bouts of training. You know, coming to a complete stop in terms of heavy or intense work and doing some movement quality, flexibility, mobility, um, lightweight training for a few days uh, of each training cycle, like a week or two weeks, can give you that extra boost and help you recover the full 100% of your ability that's available to you. You know, it's advised that you do this both uh, before and after any major, you know, competitive or heavily prepared for event. 
um, because it'll allow you to bounce back to 100% right when you need it and then allow the stressful effects of whatever happens, whatever the event happens to be, to be fully recovered from before you start back into training for whatever comes next. So we know to take rest at certain times to keep us on track to meet our goals. But what else can we do to make sure that we're making the rest or the most of our recovery? Sorry. Sleep. That, that, that's the main one. Make sure your sleep is as good as it can be and then some more. You know, that's the most important thing you can do for athletic performance. For hormones, muscle protein synthesis, relaxation, metabolism, everything. Sleep. You know, if your sleep isn't good, make it a priority. I cannot stress how much um, or, or how important sleep is to your uh, performance. You know, yeah, t tell you what, I will put it down as a future topic for another episode. I'll find somebody who who's a, a bit more informed on it. But next, after sleep, it's nutrition. Eat well, eat often. Let your body metabolize the different things it needs to get you back on form. You know, your protein intake should be high if you're training regularly, and the energy you need to take in to help you utilize protein should be clean and varied. You know, I'm, I'm planning on another episode on aspects of nutrition, so we'll go into depth in the future. But do make nutrition your next priority after sleep. Movement. Um, that's the next one. You know, movement. You, you know, you're training. You're moving a lot. You're 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 adding stuff to your body all the time. You're going to encounter problems. Don't ignore them and don't compensate for them. You know, your problems are going to be movement based. So make sure your solutions are the same based on movement. You know, take a day to strip back the weight on the bar and just move through your different lifts. Do that regularly. Do it on a weekly basis. It'll be more valuable than any other heavy and adding another heavy day. Sorry, and it'll be pretty energetically similar to taking a day off altogether. So it's a win-win. Um, also make sure that you're working on your mobility and flexibility too. So when, you know, when the time comes that you need to hit, hit depth or nail like a risky kind of reach when you're on the field, you're there and you're making it happen. Um, you've, you've prepared for that as well. If you need help with a particular movement problem, speak to someone who can help you, you know, like a coach or a physiotherapist or whoever you can think of that that will be valuable to you. But there are a lot of other things as well that you can use for your recovery. Um, there are all kinds of fun tools and funky methods of recovery floating around, usually on the internet, that are aimed um, at helping you recover specifically. You know, personally, I use an acupuncture mat for blood flow in my back. And while I, I do own a massage gun, I use it more to prepare for sessions rather than to recover for them. But you can, you can use them for recovery as well. Um, my physiotherapist specializes in a stress relief method revolving around nerve stimulation, the nervous responses and stuff, but I obviously can't work that into a daily routine, so I can't make it a priority. It is still valuable to me though, every so often. You can also invest in, you know, sports massage, supplements, lotions, tools, toys, and you know, God knows what else, but these things will only work as well as your level of discipline, you know, allows them to, and they'll only work so long as your sleep, movement, nutrition, and, and more important things are in order as well. So don't, be fooled by good advertising, you know, be smart and spend time working on what you can do before spending money on something that might not help at all. Um, do what you can do. Don't do what might help, you know, but make sure you rest. That's the important thing. Start with rest, start with sleep, start with relax, relaxation, let your body do what it needs to do before you go hammering at it again, you know, take a day, then get back at it and notice how much better you feel for doing that. That's all for today. Um, a lot of information, very quick fire. Hopefully that style is quite nice for you guys. Let me know what you think. But thank you for listening and I will see you next week.